Hello and welcome to the Spirit Guide Society podcast. My name is Pedro Shanahan and I'm your spirit guide. Tonight in the Whiskey Society in Seven Grand, we had Mr. Scott Ellis in the house from Compass Box. We are very proud to be here tonight at, at Seven Grand with one of our biggest supporters, longtime supporters. And, and tonight we featured a, a broad variety of our whiskeys. We started off with Hedonism, our original whiskey. We, we, we tasted through our Juveniles, our Spice Tree, our Story of the Spaniard, our newest release, Stranger and Stranger. And then and we finished, as you should always finish, with our Pete Monsters. And we're both wearing khaki. His jacket, my pants. We should trade clothes. We should blend our clothes. <laughs> Cheers to you. Cheers. Tell your friends. Thanks for coming out, Scott. Thank you. You guys are like kind of on the cutting edge of people who are creating your own blends and kind of thinking outside the box of what scotch blended scotches can be. Exactly. And you've been at that forefront for like 10 years now or more, right? 20. 20? Since 2000. 2000, God, I'm getting old, it. Jesus. Oh, tell me about it. Oh, man. At least you uh, got hair. Uh, yeah, at least I still have a liver. <laughs> um, so blended scotch is still by far the great, the most popular category of whiskey in the world. It outsells all other whiskeys combined, mm -hmm. globally speaking. But these guys have kind of been on this strange, lonely pioneer trek. Kind of. For yeah, a long yeah. time. There's, there's not many other brands out there that are playing around with blends that are thinking outside the box, kind of taking these wild experiments. Give us a little history of the brand for folks who don't know the full story, Yeah, Scott. so ab absolutely. So for, for those of you that are new to the brand, Compass Box, so we were founded in September of 2000. Um, our founder is a, is a gentleman by the name of John Glazer. John's actually American, um, and he'd been working for a major blended Scotch company for about five years and just got kind of fed up with working for the big corporate company. Wanted to do something really cool and push the envelope and just explore new flavor profiles. So John quit that job um, and started Compass Box as a one-man band back in um, 2000, literally off his kitchen table in London. Um, and 19 years later, 18 and a half years later, we've now grown to a company of about 18 full-time employees. Um, there's only four of us in the US. I haven't done the whole Western United States, so we're still a tiny, tiny company compared to our competitors. But the whole idea behind Compass Box was to make unique flavor profiles of whiskey that no one's ever done before. And now, I mean, in the past 10 years, the world of whiskey has just changed so much. There are so many people doing so many wonderful, wonderful things, but we're still trying to push the envelope, trying to just, just break down barriers, conceptions that people have, and just make delicious, delicious whiskeys unlike anything that's ever been produced before. So that's pretty much what drives us still to this day, 19 years later. We're still, still trying to get better at what we do. We're still... I can't say push the envelope enough because that's kind of exactly what we do. But yeah, we pretty much don't care too much about the rules at Compass Box. So we where's the to... headquarters located? Where, where's your home base? So we're based in West London. So um, I like to tell people we're a 21st century Scotch whiskey company. So we're, we're founded by American. We make Scotch whiskey, but we're based out of London. I'm the Englishman that lives in America that sells the Scotch whiskey that's made by the American in London, right? Um, over 50% of our company is female. Um, including our assistant whiskey maker as well and, and our production manager and so forth like that. So we literally, John was, was brave enough and smart enough, literally redesigned a modern Scotch company from the ground floor up. Floor up. And he's just, he's exceptionally talented. I'm lucky enough to be able to, to represent and, and, and sell his whiskeys and tell you guys all about it. I, I think he's calling right now via someone else's cell phone. Is that John? <laughs> it might yeah. be John. Right? He's, he's, he's Checking in. up on me. 
Instagram TV, it's hot, man. Yeah. <laughs> that wouldn't be John on Instagram TV. No! No, he doesn't have I'm any so social surprised. media presence. <laughs> I want to be like him someday. I know, right? <laughs> Tell me about it. Yeah, 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 oh, yeah. Man. So, uh, but yeah, so we have a selection of our whiskeys um, here today. Um, we have four of our core lineup whiskeys. Um, we have one of our limited edition whiskeys as well. The very first whiskey that we're going to be tasting you guys on, I, I imagine it's probably on its way around to you all right now, is actually the original Compass Box whiskey. And, and, and this is, so for those of you that aren't super nerdy on, on Scotch whiskey, there are uh, two types of whiskey made in Scotland. Right, everyone's heard of malt whiskey. A single malt whiskey is a malt whiskey from a single distillery. That is the legal definition of a malt whiskey, a uh, single malt whiskey. The, um, the other type of whiskey made in Scotland is called grain whiskey. Um, it's made in a column still, usually from corn or wheat, uh, instead of malted barley. And grain whiskey has only, before we released this in 2000, had only ever been used to be blended with malt whiskey to create blended scotch. That's what blended scotch is. So your big, your Johnny Walkers, your Dewars, your famous grouses, it's a blend of malt whiskey and grain whiskey. No one had ever blended just grain whiskey and not added any malt whiskey to it until September of 2000 when this crazy American guy decided that, hey man, this is really delicious. Why can't we do this? And that's, that's a wonderful attitude, I think, in life is why not? If and, you and think you can do something better than it's being done out there, then go out there and do it yourself. <laughs> and thus the name Hedonism. The name Hedonism, in my opinion, is still the best name of any whiskey of all time. <laughs> it's the pursuit of enjoyment. That's what drinking whiskey should be about. That's right. Hopefully it is about. That's right. If not, there's a doctor around here somewhere for you. <laughs> and uh, so, yes, yeah, so Hedonism is the world's first blended grain Scotch whiskey. And there wasn't even a category of this whiskey until we came out with this whiskey. So talk about groundbreaking. The first whiskey we came out with was we got a lot of strange looks when we came out with this whiskey and then people tasted it and they realized that maybe this American guy kind of knows what he's doing. So they, they gave us a chance and we continue to produce delicious, delicious whiskeys right now. Well, can you please explain for folks who might not know, what's the difference between grain whiskey and single malt whiskey? Are they made from different kinds of grain? Are they distilled at different proofs? Make sure. it clear for some of the folks who yes. might not understand. So, so, so malt whiskey is made from malted barley and is made in those beautiful onion-shaped copper stills that are, and if you ever go to a distillery in Scotland, you will go to a malt distillery and it's wonderful, and it's historic, and it's romantic, and I highly, highly recommend it. Um, a grain distillery is the polar opposite of a malt distillery. It is, about, it is basically an alcohol factory. Um, People they, in hard hats? Yeah, pretty much, yes. Yeah. If, if, imagine going to like Cleveland for like your summer holiday. That would be like going to a grain distillery instead of a malt distillery. No, if anyone's here from Cleveland, I apologize. But anyway. Um, but yes, yeah, so, so grain whiskeys are made uh, from essentially a grain other than malted barley. Um, historically, it's been rye, wheat, or corn. Nowadays, it's mostly wheat or corn. The distillery doesn't have to specify. But the other main difference is that it's made in a column still instead of a pot still. A column still could be called a patent still or a continuous still or a coffee still. Um, it's a much more industrial type of still, much more, efi more efficient at converting the sugar into alcohol. Um, and these grain distilleries in Scotland, they also produce a lot of vodka, a lot of gin, a lot of rubbing alcohol, a lot of stuff that will make you feel really, really sick in the morning if you drank it. Uh, medicinal alcohol. So they literally are alcohol factories, whereas malt distilleries in Scotland, they have one purpose in life, and that is to make malt whiskey. And 
is it defined by not just the type of grain, but also the proof point that it comes off the still or that yeah. it goes into the barrel? So yeah, so grain whiskey comes off the still um, um, a lot higher than, than malt whiskey. Uh, I believe malt whiskey is allowed to be made up to 160 proof. Um, and I believe grain whiskey, they can go up to about 190. So essentially, people ask me all the time, does it matter if it's grain whiskey or, or wheat, or whether they, I mean, corn or wheat when they make the grain whiskey? If you tasted it off the still, it's been distilled so much that all the grain characters basically been distilled out of it. You basically have a spirit, right? So, so to think about that scientifically, if it comes off the still uh, over 160 proof, you've really stripped away the fats from the distillate. You've taken out those fusel oils that are what the bioflavonoids hang on to. If something is like vodka, then it doesn't have the oils for the flavor to stick to. Does that make sense? And but yeah. There's many ways to get flavor into a whiskey, right? Absolutely. And, and that and comes in the barreling. From using, from using high quality barrels is the most important thing. So at Compass Box, we are a blending house. We are not distillers, we are blenders. We're not ashamed of the B word, but we are also barrel nerds as well. Um, um, a lot of you have probably heard that 60, 70% of a whiskey comes from the barrel. So if you think about it in those terms, the barrel is in some ways twice as important as the spirit that goes into it. So we only use the highest quality barrels we can at Compass Box. We've even created our own type of barrel at Compass Box. Uh, we've done a lot of work uh, researching how the wood interacts with the spirit and so forth. And, and a good barrel really does separate an average whiskey from a, from a great whiskey. Absolutely. Can we ask where you are buying your grain whiskey from? Yeah, so, so we buy from, um, there's about five distilleries in Scotland operating that make grain whiskey. That, that's about it versus over 100 malt distilleries. And we'll, we'll buy from pretty much any of those five whiskeys as long as the whiskey has the right flavor character. That's what we're all about at Compass Box. We're driven purely by flavor. We don't necessarily care so much about the age of a whiskey or, or um, whether it's a 15-year-old whiskey or a 16 or a 17-year-old whiskey. We just want to make sure that it has the right flavor profile that we can then use in our blend. Um, you'll notice we don't do age statements on any of our whiskeys. Uh, we don't believe in age statements at Compass Box, um, especially if you're blending. Adding a young whiskey to a blend can really add some brightness to it, can really lift the whiskey up. Whereas if you just blend old whiskeys, it'll be fantastic, could be delicious, but it could be heavy and some people might describe it as like leathery or maybe antique. Mm -hmm. Add a little bit of young whiskey to that and it'll just brighten that whiskey up as well. So, but the rules in Scotland are that you can only talk about the youngest whiskey in a bottle. So any if bottle you, of Scotch whiskey, if you, whiskey, put, an age statement if you on. put an age statement on the bottle, so any number that you see on a bottle of Scotch whiskey is the age of the youngest spirit that's in that bottle. Even if it's a single malt whiskey, I'm looking at a bottle of Lafroig 10. Just, I just saw a bottle of Lafroig 10 right behind the bar, right? The Very popular, strength. right? Oh, it's great but, for breakfast. But I mean, I'm, right? I'm, unless that is a single cask bottle, there will probably be some 11, 12, 13 year old whiskeys in that bottle. 10 is the youngest whiskey that's in that bottle. Right, so that that's and a compass box. If we're gonna put like a seven-year-old whiskey in a bottle, you know, mix it with some fifteen-year-old whiskeys, we don't just want to talk about the seven-year-old whiskey because that just kind of takes away from the other whiskeys that are in there as well. We 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 we, we kind of got in a little argument with the Scotch Whiskey Association about age statements. If you ever want to know what's in any of our whiskeys, go onto our website www.compassboxwhiskey.com. Go to the whiskeys tab, choose whatever whiskey you want, and there'll be a little button on that page that says recipe details. Click on that, button, uh, on that button, it'll pull up a second window, and we will literally give you the recipe for every single whiskey that's, that we've ever made. We will tell you the distillery we buy from, the type of barrel that whiskey's been aged in, whether it's like a, a sherry bud, an American 
uh, used bourbon barrel, whether it's you know been recharred, a homestead, whatever size. We'll even give you the percentage of each whiskey in the blend. So we literally give you the recipe, half a teaspoon of that, two tablespoons of that in, in every blend. I mean, hedonism, we, we do vary batch by batch. So there is um, an option there to put the batch in and we'll give you the exact percentage of every whiskey that's in this particular bottle right So, here. So tell me here, what kind of barrels are in the hedonism this batch? So, so hedonism is always about American oak. That's what hedonism is about, this whiskey right here. So if you haven't drunk this whiskey already, please get your nose in the glass. So going back to, this is, this is, as I mentioned, this is the original Compass Box whiskey, and this is a great example of what Compass Box is all about. It's about unique flavor profiles. It's about doing something different. Um, back in the late 90s and the early 2000s when we started our company, our founder John thought that Scotch whiskey was really in the doldrums. Nothing had really changed in 30 years. People were making the same whiskeys that their grandparents were drinking. And, and he felt it needed a bit of a shake-up. So we, the very, very first whiskey in Compass Box is so unique that even today, I've been selling this, this, you know, this brand for about eight years now. If I didn't know this brand or you blind tasted me on this, I would not think it's a Scotch whiskey. I'd probably maybe think it's an Irish whiskey or maybe even a bourbon. I get that I mean, Irish it, whiskey like right? because it's, it's got it, an because, astringency and then like I'm getting a little like a corny vanilla kind of thing, which reminds me somewhat of it could be one of those Irish blends, yeah. or a, 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 a young Irish maybe. Uh, yeah, absolutely, because this is absolutely atypical of Scotch whiskey, this whiskey right here. So it's all grain whiskeys that have been aged in used bourbon barrels. And then, and this is one of the key parts, we then age our blends. Most blenders in, in Scotch whiskey, and, and, and I'm, I'm sure like in other, other types of blended whiskeys, they will take aged whiskeys, blend them together in a vat, and then go straight ahead and bottle them. We put our blends back into the barrel for two main reasons. Number one, we want to let all the flavors marry together, become like one combined complex flavor profile rather than, rather than four or five different flavor composts, each looking for your attention. Think about cooking, uh, cooking chili. Everyone here has cooked chili before, right? Doesn't that chili taste better a week after you've cooked it than when you take it right off the stove? Right? When you take it off the stove, who said no? <laughs> oh, okay, oh, yeah. I was gonna say, oh yeah, oh, okay, yeah. good. When you take it right off the stove, you've got like four or five different flavors in there. You know, you've got the jalapeno, look at me, the tomatoes, look at me, the beef is, look at me. A week later, you've got one complex flavor profile, right? That's part of the reason why we blend, why we age our blends, is to let all the flavors marry. But the second reason we do it is that depending on the type of barrel that we use to age our blends in, we can really shape the flavor of the, of the whiskey even more. So with this one, with, this is all whiskeys that have been aged in, in ex-bourbon barrels, and then we put that blend back into a first fill bourbon barrel for about another 12 months as well to get even more of those lovely, big, fat, rich vanilla flavors in there as well. So what are you guys getting off this hedonism from Compass Box? Stick your nose in that glass, breathe in gently through your mouth, and tell me what you're experiencing. Candy corn. Candy corn. Natalie. Toasted coconut, beautiful. What else are you guys getting? As you tap it over your tongue, how does that experience change? Paul, what are you getting on this one? Marshmallow. Yeah, so pretty much all characteristics you, you, you think of with American oak. Marshmallow, caramel, coconut, right? So because grain whiskey is, is a lighter style of whiskey, um, anything that comes out of a column still versus comes out of a pot still is gonna be a lighter spirit. Um, the main number one reason is that, that column stills are, are taller than pot stills, so it's only the lightest vapors that get out of the, of, of the still. So it's always gonna be a lighter spirit. 
This is the oldest whiskey in our regular lineup. Um, this is, so just so we don't get afoul of, of the law, because I could tell you that the youngest whiskey in this bottle is 15 years, but if anyone wanted to ask me what would the average age of this whiskey be, I could, I can't market that and, and offer that advice, but if anyone would like to ask me that, then I can answer that question and not fall afoul of the Scotch Whiskey Association. <laughs> Thank you, you Lauren. This is, so, so this is about 19 years old uh, on average, uh, hedonism. Uh, I believe the oldest whiskey in here, um, again, if anyone, I don't know, if anyone would like to ask me what that, I feel like I could offer it. Again, funny you should ask me that. Um, the oldest whiskey in, in this bottle is normally around about 25 years old. So, so grain whiskey, corn and wheat just aren't as a complex a base cereal to, to, to distill as malted barley is. So you need to give it longer in the barrel to get that level of complexity. Um, because grain, grain whiskey is essentially the dirty, the dirty secret of scotch. No one talks about grain whiskey in Scotland. Everyone talks about malts and single malts, and no one talks about grain whiskies. So, so this is, I mean, a very unique whiskey. This is 43% alcohol, what's in the glass right here. Um, but yeah, I mean, it comes up to still very, very hot. But then, yes, it does get watered down to the barrel, and then we water it back down a little bit more before blend, I mean, before bottling this. Just so only 86 proof, but you've got some 19 to 25 year old spirit in here. This is what I heard a little bird told me. Yes. Um, yes. But what is the bottle cost going to be if I'm going to get this in my local liquor store? Um, this would be around about 125 bucks. You're uh, fancy. Yes. And we do, to get even more fancy, we, we do produce limited edition versions of hedonism. Uh, we came out with one about a year ago called Hedonism the Muse, um, which was even older grain whiskies. Uh, we had some whiskies in there. I, it, I, I, someone asked me how old they were. Uh, they had some, there were some whiskies in there that are over 30 years old. Um, but then we bottled that whiskey at 53.3% alcohol. The reason for that being that at the time we had 15 employees in our company and eight of them are female. So 53.3% of our company was female at the time. So we decided to release Hedonism in honor of all the ladies that not just work in our company, that work in, in, in the industry. Cheers and, to and, that. And one thing I did forget to mention at the start of it is um, if you look at the label of Hedonism. Thank you. Um, and on, and this, is, this is a bottle of Hedonism the Muse right here. There, there is a, uh, a, a, a lady's uh, face on the front of the bottle. When we came out with this bottle in 2000, to our best knowledge, this was the first time a female's face had ever been featured on a bottle of Scotch whiskey. That's ridiculous. That's ridiculous. Right? Well, let's have more hedonism and hire more women in the whiskey business, right? Exactly. Cheers to that. Cheers. Yeah, does everyone have the second mark? Right, let's stop talking and start ah. drinking more. No, keep well, talking. Okay, fantastic. That's really beautiful. What a great... Yes, so I want to know about your guys' label art, because one thing that... Like Hui and I were talking before the tasting about like, he loves all the label art. Do you guys have an in-house artist or who do you hire to do all your label art? Because it's really some of the most gorgeous bottles in the business. Yeah, so, so we, we, don't have, we don't do it in-house. We outsource it to a creative agency. They're called uh, Stranger and Stranger. Um, they actually do quite a lot of um, liquor bottles, whiskey bottles in particular. They do quite a, quite a few other brands as well. Um, they're based, I think their main office is in London. They have offices in London, Paris, and San Francisco. Um, but yeah, we've, we've been working with, with Stranger and Stranger over 10 years now. And part of, the, part of the reason behind our labels being as they are is we are not a traditional Scotch whiskey company. But yeah, we just feel everyone should be able to enjoy whiskey. Let's break down the stereotypes in whiskey. It's just whiskey. It's, it's basically distilled beer at the end of the day. It can be delicious. But we, we felt that there are a lot of stereotypes out there and we didn't necessarily want to follow on with those stereotypes. A lot of what we do at Compass Box isn't traditional. We're trying to push the envelope, do something, get, just get people to think outside of just history and tradition.
Yeah. Um, there's a lot of that in Scotch whiskey, and that's absolutely fantastic. Right? Scotch wouldn't be where it is today without the, the history and tradition that it has, but that only gets you so far. And if you never innovate, if you never experiment, if you never think a little bit outside of what you're doing, then you kind of get stuck in the rut. Um, and that's kind of where the industry was 20 odd years ago. And we're so, working on solving that now. So what yes, is the second mark? So, so, so the second mark is, um, well, if Hedonism was the first bottle of whiskey that had a lady's face on it, this, this might be the first bottle of whiskey that has a bell in the punt. Um, so yeah, little bell in the pond. You guys can pass that around if you want. Uh, that that yeah, bottle's right. empty. So 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 we make all of these other whiskies on a regular basis. They are available 365 days a year. We have supply contracts with distilleries to give us X amount of barrels every year. However, Scotch, Scotch whiskey is really unique at the production level. Everyone buys and sells to everybody. There are barrels, or or there are, are small batches of barrels available for sale in Scotland. Uh, and, and we are able to buy some of these small batches of barrels with these unique flavor profiles, and we're able to make one-off blends. These are blends that we cannot reproduce because we do not have access to these whiskeys on a regular basis. So we make them, they're all across the flavor spe spectrum. Hedonism the Muse is, say, is one of our limited editions from last year. Sometimes they're about 15,000 bottles. Um, sometimes they're less than 3,000 bottles. Do you know how so many were in this particular batch? We did about 15,000 of juveniles. So juveniles is a bistro in Paris. Um, and we've been friends with the owner of the bistro for a long, long time. And they gave us the spec for the blend. And the spec for this whiskey was for us to make a blend that you could drink as an, as a, as an aperitif before the meal. And because the name of the restaurant is Juveniles, we should use younger, younger whiskeys. Is, is, so, that, so is that a bunch of teenagers hanging out there all the time? This is, yeah. All of the whiskeys in this bottle are between 12 and 15 years old. Oh my goodness. Uh, absolutely. Okay, but so, underage uh, drinking, I don't want to go there, man. We, we, well, you don't have to be 12 to 15. If you're 12 to 15 and you're drinking whiskey like this, then you make too much money. <laughs> <laughs> So, um, so yes, yeah, so Juveniles, we came out with this uh, right before Christmas. Um, so this is a blended malt. So there's four whiskeys in this blend. We normally only blend about a handful of whiskeys. 90% of, of the whiskeys in this bottle have been um, aged in American oak. 10% have been aged in sugar. I mean, I, I, I get crazy fruit flavors, but I don't want to tell you guys yeah, what, you what guys, to taste. Yeah, you guys, you tell us. So share your experience. Stick your nose in this glass, breathe in gently through your mouth. What are you reminded of? What food words? Yeah, Jane. Peach and lychee fruit. What else? What are you guys getting on this? Tequila. Tequila. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. So uh, agave brandy kind of vibe. I was getting melon from this whiskey. Melon, as well. yeah, melon. that's what yeah, I was just know, smelling. It's right. Like a like a honeydew. Kind of, yeah, yeah, like a honeydew. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Say, say but, yeah. Blue cheese and honey. Blue cheese and honey and some honeydew. I think so we, we can put that on a plate a and dig it. Cheese, right? We did a good job. Good, good, good. Quee, what are you getting, man? Uh, on the nose, I got a lot more red fruit than stone fruit, personally, like dried cherries, dried cranberries, but that's just me. A, a little, yeah, there's, I mean, I mean, there's a little bit of those in there as well, for sure, yeah. Ah, uh, I wonder if, is, but, there, is there any Ardmore in here? No, there's no, no, there's no, no? peat in here whatsoever. No? Nope. It's, so, can you tell me about, like, how's the operation work? Is John overseeing all the blends? Yep, yep. And, and is there, like, a big lab that you guys have in London, and that's where everything... Like where where's the attic for this madhouse? So 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 we we our our main office is in West London in Chiswick, West London, um, and that's where we do our recipe development. 
Um, so we basically, we, we recently expanded into, a, into a, a separate room. We now call our blending room, but it all used to be one, one room. And, and, and we make our blends in 100 ml batches. And we will literally put two mls of, of this whiskey and 17 of that and, and so forth. And then we will, we, will, we will try it and then we'll work on the recipe from there. We'll, you know, we'll keep working on percentages, a little bit more of this, a little bit less of that. And then when we get it to where, where, where we want it, then we decide what type of barrel we're gonna age that blend in to see which direction we want that whiskey to go in. So it, it, it's a little bit science experiment. It's a little bit educated guess on how the, uh, the, the, original, the final whiskey is gonna come out because you never know how a whiskey really is gonna come out of the barrel. But then all of our production, the blending and the aging is done in Scotland. Um, has to be by law. Um, and it's done at a place called Broxburn Bottlers right outside of Edinburgh Airport. Um, it's a commercial bottling facility and they're, they're good enough to us to let us rent a little corner of their, of their warehouse. So yeah, so the recipe development, all the, all the mad scientist work is done in, in London. It's so, and then, I'm not and getting any notes of jet Scotland. fuel on here at all. Paul has a question. So once you guys dial in your, your recipe and your 100 mil batch, are you just uh, thinking about what that, that finishing barrel will be or do you use some uh, small bits of staves to kind of test and compare and contrast, or how do you, how do you no, use no, that? Yeah, no, we, we, we don't really test it. Um, at this point, we've kind of, We've been doing it for about 19 years, so we got an idea where it's going to take the whiskey and so forth. Um, funny story, so when, when the very, very first batch of hedonism, um, John quit his marketing job, had started this one-man band whiskey company back in 2000 when everyone was drinking flavored vodka, and he drove up to Scotland to get the first cases of hedonism, put them in the trunk of his car, was driving back down to Edinburgh to, to go to the, the Royal Mile whiskey shop in Edinburgh to have an appointment with the buyer and had to pull over because his wife was very, very pregnant at the time and she had to go use the bathroom. And so while she went and used the bathroom, he ran around and cracked a bottle of whiskey and took a sip from it. And he was mortified because the whiskey tasted very, very different than what he'd been working on at his kitchen table. But then he realized it was still really, really good. <laughs> and, 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 and we sold it and so forth. So, so there is a little, bit of, a little bit of guesswork in how the, the final whiskey is gonna come out. What's the bottle price on the juvenile? Uh, bottle price retail would be about 150. Wow. Okay. Around about yeah. Mm -hmm. So Scott was just saying that the bottle price on this is about about 150. Bucks. 150 for the juveniles. Yes. And yeah. he was and saying that this would make a really fancy, beautiful highball. And I get that because mm -hmm. to me, like when you use a really good soda water and a really good highball, you got dense bubbles. You're using really good ice. All that brings out the minerality aspects of a good whiskey and when you have a good astringency to your whiskey like this does have those the minerality from the good soda water tends to bond with that that backbone of astringency it's, in the whiskey and it makes for a beautiful highball I, I, it's no absolutely it's just like making a gin and tonic you compare the gin with the tonic and so forth you find a right soda water a good quality soda water with good quality whiskey you can make is, a delicious drink what would the garnish be on your your Ooh. highball here I'm still gonna stick with that, that honeydew melon. Honeydew melon is a garnish on a highball. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Write it down, we're gonna do this. There are no rules. There are no rules. No rules, baby. But you can garnish it however you want. So what is Stephanie walking around with right now, Scott? What, what so, is she pouring out as our third mark? So, so this whiskey we, we, we are pouring right now is called uh, is Spice Tree. So this is a whiskey, this is the first whiskey you, that we got in trouble for. Um, and, and we've got in trouble a couple of times at Compass Box, and right, if you don't get in trouble every now and again, you're not trying hard enough. Well, are you even alive? Yeah. So, so we started producing this whiskey in 2005, 
And um, so John's roots are actually in wine before he even fell in love with whiskey. So we have a lot of a wine sensibility, the way we make our blends and, and the flavors and, and, and the way that wines are blended are, are, it's more atypical to how we make our blends than traditional Scotch whiskey blends in a lot of ways. So as a wine lover, John understood the difference between French oak and American oak. American oak, we all know, gives you know those vanilla, coconut, caramel, butterscotch flavor profiles. But French oak is a completely different animal. French oak will give you bacon spices, ginger, clove, cinnamon, tarragon flavors. Don't ask me why, I've never actually licked a tree, I couldn't tell you, but, but it does. So the original spice tree that came out in 2005 was a blend of Highland malts that we then aged in a used bourbon barrel that we'd have new French oak inner staves made for. Wait, so you're putting French oak staves inside of the used bourbon barrel? Brand new French oak staves inside Whoa. of a barrel. And, and we did that for about a year and we released the whiskey and everybody loved it and we won some awards and that was our first cease and desist letter because you cannot use oak, you cannot use inner staves in Scotland. Um, a barrel in, in Scotland, yeah, an inner stave, so basically a stave inside the barrel. We, we do so. it in America with Makers 46. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of experimentation with kind of creating different finishes. So Makers 46 actually is, was, was the was idea the was stolen from the original Spice Street. And the other way around, we were the inspiration for so Makers okay, 46. Okay, they're in Kentucky. I don't think they're going to come over to London and try to pick a fight. No. Hui, what are you, you going to... In Scotland, are you allowed to make anything other than scotch in terms of whiskey? You have to make, you have to make scotch. Can you make like bourbon style whiskey in Scotland? Yeah, I mean, I mean, you can make a corn whiskey age if you wanted to age it in brand new American oak barrels. You could in Scotland, absolutely. You can think of but, it as being like it's kind of a hybrid approach. You're taking a, a scotch kind of recipe and using a bourbon maturation on it. So, but anyway, so the spice tree. This is old malt whiskey. So 100% malt, it's a blended malt again. Um, and, and nowadays, instead of using those new French oak inner staves, because uh, we had to take that whiskey off the market, we now put new French oak heads on, we take a used bourbon barrel, and we'll put new French oak on the heads of the barrel. Whoa, that's crazy. And oh. then we age the Highland malts for so about an additional two years. you're not putting anything in the barrel, you're just making the barrel out of different kinds of wood. 2005, we came out with this. This is almost a malt whiskey and a rye whiskey had a baby. It's a wow. good way to describe this That's really to a beautiful. lot of people. I highly recommend making rye whiskey cocktails with spice tree. Make a clap, make a Boulevardier, make a Sazerac with spice tree. Make a Manhattan. Or a Rob Roy. I'm down. It's, it's, it's absolutely delicious. It has that lovely fat malty base, but you still get that rice spice. And so, so yeah, spice tree is an absolutely phenomenal whiskey, but it's also spectacular in cocktails as well. Expensive cocktails, but really good in cocktails. <laughs> All so. right, so let's explore this together. Stick your nose in that glass, breathe in gently through your mouth. Please share some food words, or maybe it reminds you of a place, or maybe it reminds you of a color. No one's wrong. Orange zest, raisins, beautiful. What else? Clove. So you said tarragon, and, and, and clove and tarragon, interesting. I think those might both come from eugenol in the wood, maybe that French oak. It's very, very possible, yes. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Now tap it over your tongue. How does that experience change? Sometimes your nose tells you one thing, your tongue might tell you something different. Allow those differences to occur. A little mint, which reminds me of a rye flavor note, a little bit of a rye whiskey flavor note. 
Cinnamon. See, cinnamon and mint are both things that I get from rye whiskeys a lot. What are you guys getting back there? Limited edition we did. Brown sugar. Now we're talking. I like that. I like that. Well, so is this a limited edition every year? So this is not limited edition. We make this whiskey on a regular basis. Um, this is available 365, um, about two, over two years now, we did come out with a limited edition version of this whiskey. It was called Spice Tree Extravaganza. Oh, I remember that. And it was um, essentially made up with the, with the components of regular Spice Tree. We added some sherry aged malt whiskeys in there. And then we aged it for four and a half years in our, in our hybrid French oak American oak barrels instead of two years as is in this regular bottle right here. So yeah, Spice Tree Extravaganza is just Tastes like Christmas cake. It was absolutely wow. phenomenal. Yeah, this is a beautiful whiskey. How much this. is this going to run me at my local? So this store? is going to run me around about seventy, seventy-five dollars. This is the cheapest Change. in the mark. Change. Wow, you can have Christmas every day. <laughs> Doesn't mean everyone's going to buy you presents. No. But you can at least get one of those fake trees and put it in your living room. And you can drink like it's Christmas every day. That's what I'm saying. Cheers to that. Cheers to all of you. Thanks for coming. Merry out Christmas, everybody. Saturday. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas every day. If only we could treat each other like that, right? Right. Right. Cheers, guys. That's the whole thing about this Christmas is... is we should just be treating each other like that every day. Just with less carols. Less no, singing. Less singing, but yeah. And we don't have to do all the wrapping paper and all the waste. Exactly. The commercialism I, I can do without it, but, but the good sentiments I'm down with. Absolutely, brother. So, so we actually do three different toast levels on those French oak heads. So, so, so we produce these barrels um, that have a light toast on the French oak heads, another barrel that has a medium toast, and a third barrel that has a heavy toast. And those different barrels will impart different flavors into the whiskey. And, uh, and then, what, before we bottle, we'll just blend all those barrels back together, and then we'll bottle the whiskey, the final product. So th the light toast will give you more of like a French vanilla kind of flavor. The medium toast is where like the real, the baking spice comes through. And then the heavy toast gives you more of a mocha kind of flavor. And then by blending all those barrels back together, we're just adding more complexity to the whiskey. We're just layering flavor on top of flavor. Wow. So yeah. So That's it, really cool. So, That's some great information. Again, so we're getting into some what may seem like small details, but they will ultimately have a huge impact on the final flavor profile of the whiskey. Does everyone have the uh, fourth Four. mark here? What are we on? Four. Four. <laughs> Four marks. Woo. Okay, right, so right. shushikins, my babies. All right. So, 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 so we are we are very very proud of this whiskey right here. The story of the Spaniard. This is the first addition to our regular lineup of whiskeys in over 10 years. We came out with this in September of last year. Um, so the story of the Spaniard, this is a blended malt um, and is comprised mostly of whiskeys that have been aged in Spanish wine casks. So about 45% of the whiskeys in here have been aged in sherry casks. Wow. So you don't just have sherry aged malt whiskey in here. You've got Spanish red wine cask aged red malt, uh, malt whiskey in here. And we've also got some French oak aged malt whiskey in here wow, as well. Wow, so. so. So this, this whiskey, I say, came out September of last year. It's only about six months old at this point. Um, it is a regular part of our lineup. Um, it is another, a, another really cool label. And, and do you know, is there one artist who's working at Stranger and Stranger who's doing most of this stuff? Or is it a team of artists, you know? I have absolutely no idea, to be completely honest with you. All right, you. all right. Um, well, what is the story of the Spaniard? What did you know? So, 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 so the, basically, the story comes back that many years ago, John was um, traveling in, in Spain, and he, was, um, um, he, he met a stranger in a bar who basically educated him on cherries. 
And that's kind of where the inspiration for this whiskey came from. That um, is so, rad. So, so, yeah. Stick your nose in that glass. What are you reminded of? If it, cheese. Cherry and cheese, beautiful. I like that, I like that. Hey, Hui, what are you getting on this one here? The story of the Spaniard. Paul, help me out. Tart, cherry for sure, some butter, some rose, strawberries, butter on the nose. Strawberry and butter? Yeah. Wow. <laughs> so uh, how much is this bottle here for the, so uh, this the is, story of the Spaniard? Your this newest is, um, mark. So it's exactly the same price as Spice Tree. So around about 70 bucks a bottle. Wow. Um, that is so, amazing. Yeah, I think, so, I mean, I, I absolutely love this whiskey. I think it's fantastic. I agree. This is really wonderful. All right, you guys. Now we have a surprise for you. So Scott was running in. He came in a little late tonight. We already, we were, we were waiting and he had a little... <laughs> He, yeah, it was a little strange. It was a little strange. Not the first time we've had it is stranger and stranger. Yeah. <laughs> no, Scott has a special surprise for us. He actually bought, brought in the um, the newest expression. Tell us what this is, Scott. So yes, yeah, so, so stranger and stranger. Um, you will, you might see this in some of your best liquor stores in the city right now. Retail for around about one hundred ninety dollars. Um, it is, again, it's, it's mostly a, um, a blend of Highland Speyside whiskeys. Um, it, it, it's wonderful. I'm, I'm still getting to know this whiskey myself. I've, I've literally tried this whiskey like tw twice before tonight. So, so I'm, I'm so really excited about this. You guys will be some of the, are, so. I imagine some of the first folks in LA to taste this whiskey. Compass Box, uh, Stranger and Stranger, that's right. Come on. So yes, you gotta always be keeping it strange. So, you know what I mean. So, so, so there was a question before about about could you about what you can call Scotch whiskey. So this whiskey coming around right now, this is not a Scotch whiskey that you'll be imported right now. So we are blenders, we're not distillers. We we rely on our, on 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 the other distilleries to supply us with whiskey. Um, around about six years ago, we started actually laying down our own stocks of whiskey, building up our own reserves of our favorite distilleries. And, and, and being the, the barrel nerds that we are at Compass Box, we've had some experimental uh, American oak barrels made to age new whiskey in. But you don't want to put new make uh, from a Scotch distillery straight into a brand new American oak barrel. Why? The, because the, 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 the big vanillins in that whiskey will just overpower the whiskey really, really quickly. You want to season that barrel a little bit, kind of leach out some of the first flavors to stop it getting a little too crazy. Uh, and so we put brand new grain make uh, spirit into these barrels for about a year and a half. We call it sacrificial spirit. And then one day John Glazer actually was like, I want to taste that. And John took a little sip and was, that's delicious. I can use that. So 1% of this whiskey is a one and a half year old grain spirit. To be called Scotch, you've got to be, whiskey's got to be three years old. So since 1% of this whiskey is less than three years old, we cannot call this whiskey Scotch. Wow, that is hilarious. So this is a whiskey. Again, the rules, eh, if they fit, they fit. If they don't, we just care about how the whiskey tastes. We want to make the most delicious, flavorful whiskey possible. So, Do we know what's the availability on this one, Scott? Is this going to be part of your this no, limited no, edition? No, no, no. So, so we only made 4,800 bottles of this. 4,800 bottles. So there are now 4,798 bottles of this in circulation. Because <laughs> we're drinking two of them tonight. Yes. Merry right Christmas, on. everybody. Ah, cheers. Thank you, Scott. Cheers. Cheers. Cheers to all of you. Thank you, guys. Thanks for coming out for the Whiskey Society. Oh, opa! Opa!
was one of our guys? That was our guys? So what? So, so the compass box, stranger and stranger, you, stranger and stranger, I'm starting to slur. Um, everyone should have this. We're some of the first folks in Los Angeles to be able to taste this. What are you guys getting? Let us know, because this is like new to the world. This is new Say to me. Sour? Tart, okay. Salted cucumber? Some Salted caramel? What else? Orange, lemon and cream, lemon? Oh, okay, some melon, some honeydew. I was gonna say orange marmalade is kind orange of Orange marmalade? Kind of, a little bit of orange rind in there. I get that of. marmalade, that's nice, that's yeah, nice. No, a little touch of tobacco as well. This, yeah, so this is only 46% alcohol, it's not too high proof whatsoever. If you do get a chance to just just feel the label, the, the I say the, the depth of the embossing on the label is, 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 is absolutely incredible. Ooh, it's got a good spicy note to it as well. I get like some, some black pepper and cinnamon, some like milk chocolate. Oh, I'm definitely getting that salted caramel and maybe even some like some nut, maybe yep. some peanut brittle as well. All right, so I hope everybody enjoyed The Stranger and Stranger. Natalie and Stephanie are gonna come around right now with one final mark. And this is going to be the Pete Monster. Oh yeah. Here it comes. Show them an empty glass. Please make it easy on our ladies. Mm. I can drink this all night long. <laughs> right? I love my job. <laughs> and you can put it on the podcast as well. That's fine. So our final mark of the evening, the Pete Monster. This one's been on your, your docket for a while now. This has been yep. part of the, the main portfolio here. This, the, 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 so the Pete Monster has started out as a bespoke blend for a, a liquor store in New York. Um, and they kind of named it by mistake. We kept sending them recipes and they kept saying, ah, oh, make it Pedia, make it Pedia. And then we sent them over the recipe and they said, yeah, we love it. I think it's a peat monster. So it sold out, it sold out in, in, in like days of the store in New York. And then we decided to keep making it and call it the peat monster. So this is our most popular whiskey. Um, it's currently a blend of four peated single malt, uh, peated malt whiskeys, Laphroaig, Legend, Kalila and Ardmore. Um, but um, but just as every tasting should start with hedonism, every tasting should end with Pete Master. That's right. But before we get to that, just one thing that actually you made me think of something beforehand. Um, Pedro and I were talking in between about about how much we we our whiskeys cost on the shelves and so forth. And you mentioned that these whiskeys you think they're they're good value, even at ninety dollars, that's a really good value whiskey and so forth. And and I personally agree. And and so we have a little um, a little mural in our office in London that says above all share and enjoy and and as we firmly believe that with our whiskeys and please drink our whiskeys with friends it, it's a lot more enjoyable experience if you're having company and enjoying it and, and and sharing the occasion with everybody so thank you all very much for your time and attention tonight go out spread the word about compass box all blends aren't created equal merry christmas everybody cheers to you christmas in march right cheers thank you guys good to see you jane 
Thank you for listening to the podcast. If you like what you heard, please head over to Apple Podcasts and give us a five-star rating and review. The Spirit Guide Society is a Spirit Adventures production in association with Bitten from the Apple Productions. Special thanks to Tone Mesa for their post-production and audio services. The show is produced by Andrew Apple and me, Pedro Shanahan. Executive producer, Andrew Abrahamson. Be sure to like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Spirit Guide SOC. We'll be there to answer any questions you have, share what we're drinking, and more. And if you're still thirsty, you can always find more episodes of the show wherever you get your podcasts. Be sure to always drink responsibly. That means don't drink to forget. Drink to remember. 